Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed by the Word of God. This morning, for a little time we have, my thoughts are about how can a soul like mine and like yours experience the salvation of the Lord? Because to be saved is totally different from the way we see people live their life. Salvation makes that huge difference between one class of people and another one. Unfortunately, as the Bible tells us, not many will receive the kingdom of God. There are many who are called, but there are only a few who are chosen. There is a Bible verse I would like to read, which contains some very powerful thoughts we may take with us as we return home this morning. You may turn your Bibles to uh, Ephesians chapter 2. It's verse 2, verse 8 and 9. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. I'll read from, uh, okay, I'll use King James Version. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Now, there are two thoughts I would like to underline from the beginning. Salvation is not of yourself. No matter how much you know, no matter how strong you are in faith, no matter how much you can accomplish, salvation is not of yourselves. Is that clear? No human being. So first of all, it's not of myself, right? But second, it is not of yourselves. What, the ones who are maybe closest to me and who can do something for me. I cannot provide salvation for myself, but you cannot provide salvation for myself either. Salvation doesn't have human origin. You may be called Enoch or Elijah or Moses. All these three giants of faith are in heaven. They might come down here on earth to help you, to help me. They cannot provide for us salvation. What they did, how they did it, it is for themselves. We may teach the way of salvation. We may listen and learn from others. We may listen to a beautiful experience to see how the Lord is working in the life of his people and learn a lot. But eventually, you and I must recognize salvation is not of ourselves. In fact, human being is terribly bad. Only a little bit you may turn away from the Lord in the beginning and years from now, you may find yourselves 
lost, totally lost in the world. The human being is subject to Satan's temptations and allurements. And when he or she begins the way of sin, only the Lord knows where that person will end. I have a story which I like to present it to you in the beginning and after that to, to get to some good conclusions for our souls. I like to, to have my co-worker to present that story. It is about how sinful a person can become. And it is about how the gift of salvation that is God's gift can reach to the most sinful one. The Secret of Immortality. Harry Orchard carried the name Dynamite Killer for a good reason. He had killed 21 men, 14 in one dynamite killing, when he blew up a train loaded with miners just getting off the night shift. He was a hired gun, a hitman, a man with a gun willing to kill anyone, any place, at any time, just so long as he was paid for the job. He was hired by corrupt labor leaders who were determined to kill anyone who blocked them from having their own way. The biggest hit was former Governor Frank Stunenberg, who had stood in their way when he was governor of the state of Idaho. Orchard, playing cards in the Saratoga Hotel one night in December, saw his chance as at Stunenberg, visiting with some friends in the lobby, was preparing to leave for home. Orchard hurried upstairs to his room, picked up the dynamite bomb, wrapped it in a newspaper, tucked, tucked it under his arm, and dashed outdoors. At the Stunenberg home, he wired the bomb to the gate and sneaked away in the gathering dark. Moments later, there was a terrific explosion. Frank Stunenberg's blood poured out on the snow as his wife and children, stunned, rushed out to find their husband and father dying. Minutes later, the fatal surprise rocked Caldwell, Idaho. Frank Stunenberg, known to all and loved by most, was assassinated. Orchard was caught, admitted the crime, tried, convicted, and sentenced to die for his heinous deed. Mrs. Stunenberg had every reason to hate this man that had destroyed her husband so cruelly. But she was a Christian. She sent him a message expressing forgiveness and with it a little book titled Steps to Christ. The guard told Harry, here is a package from the wife of the man you murdered. Frightened, thinking it might be a bomb to get revenge, he didn't want to open it. When he finally did and saw the title, Steps to Christ, he threw it down with a curse. He hadn't heard or used that name except in swearing for years. But the thought of Mrs. Stunenberg's forgiveness was at last too much for even this hardened murderer. He picked up the book and began to read. It was a message of God's love and forgiveness. 
This hardened man's heart was strangely warmed. Soon he began to read the Bible that a man had sent him. As Orchards read the Bible and thought about the spirit of forgiveness that the widow of the victim had shown, his heart was softened. Harry discovered in a book that he had ridiculed for years, the Bible, that there was good news. He found as he read the Bible that there was hope and forgiveness for him and for every other sinner on earth. Romans 6.23 caught his attention. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus the Lord. Amen. He knew that he deserved death. Now he learned that God wanted to give him eternal life in spite of the sins that he had done. Harry, on death row, made an amazing discovery. Every person in the world is on death row. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands, there is none who seeks after God. There is none who does good, no, not one. Romans 3, 10 through 12. That was bad news, but it gets worse. For the wages of sin is death. Harry knew well enough why he had to die for his crime. It made perfect sense, but it was so frightening to face eternity with this judgment of condemnation hanging over him because of his sins. It was enough to make a person despair. And then he read the rest of the passage. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Could it be true? A glimmer of hope began to break through. The further he searched in the Bible, the better it got. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. And that, not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. The bad news was turning into good news. Don't think that when a person begins to turn to Christ that it gets easy. Harry Orchard was tortured with the thought that he had gone too far to be forgiven. Surely, he thought, I am beyond God's forgiveness. Fearing that there was no hope for him, he was almost ready to give up any thought of forgiveness. Yet something kept him hanging on, reading about God's great love for his wayward children. What joy was his to learn that Jesus had taken the penalty for sin for him and for everyone who had ever lived or ever would live. Can you imagine what Harry thought when Mrs. Stunenberg herself visited him in the prison? She personally told him that she forgave him and asked him to give, give his heart to Christ. Incredible forgiving love from a heartbroken family to a cold-blooded murderer of a husband and a father. He came to the conclusion that all he could do was cast himself at the feet of Jesus and ask for forgiveness and eternal life. By faith, he accepted Jesus as his savior. Orchard's conversion was genuine and deep. He was baptized into Jesus Christ and joined Mrs. Dunenberg's church family. 
Because he turned state's witness, his sentence was changed from death to life in prison. The story gets better for him. He became a positive witness for his faith, leading several to accept Jesus as their savior too. Many a man waiting on death's row refused the visit of a, of a chaplain, but asked for Harry Orchard to come pray for him. After more than 50 years in prison, he said, iron bars and prison walls have kept my body captive, but my soul has long been free. Amen. Dear friends, we have all sinned. There is no doubt about it. Someone said, if we commit just three sinful acts each day, we are guilty of 1,095 sins each year. If you multiply that by your age, you will be quite shocked. It is not a matter of how many times we've sinned, yet it is important to recognize that we have a sin problem so we can seek help, and that help is in our Savior. Do we learn anything from this story? For the sake of time, I would like to give some conclusions. First of all, salvation is not of myself. Salvation is not from another human being. And salvation is not by works. You may work from the morning to the evening, do the perfect works of righteousness. Salvation cannot be yours as a result of your perfect works. The Bible tells us that we are all sinners. So if we are all sinners, we are all guilty and we are all condemned to death. So salvation comes from another source. And from the verse we read, we understand that the salvation is the gift of God. Friends, this morning, this afternoon rather, you may go home with the gift of God in your heart. It's that simple. Sometimes we complicate the subject of salvation. We may talk from the morning to the evening, and at the end of the day, people go home. They don't know what to do, how to believe. How can this salvation be mine, be yours? Once the Bible says, the wages of sin is what? But the gift of God is what? The eternal life in whom? In Jesus Christ, that must be accepted by faith. So first thought I would like to, to give as a conclusion is that the salvation is God's gift. When it's gift, you don't need to pay anything. You need only to open your heart and say, I accept your gift, dear Lord. Second, we must never forget that we have a problem, the problem of sin. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. That means, now that helps us to understand why salvation is a gift. Because if I have to pay for my sin, I have to die eternally. Now, if I don't die, it's only because of the great gift of God through Jesus Christ. Third, this sin means death. Everyone must die if that person 
or those persons do not accept Jesus as personal Savior. Jesus himself came from heaven and he paid, he died. He died as a result of your sins, as a result of my sins. The solution is now, this is the forethought, the solution is now in his sacrifice on the cross. If we accept Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, if this morning we say, yes, Jesus, I accept your sacrifice. I accept your gift of forgiveness. I accept your gift of salvation. I believe, friends, we go home with that hope of salvation, of eternal life. Because God is true when he says, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive all your sins and cleanse you of all other sins or unrighteousness. He is giving us his word. So first, the gift of salvation is from God and is from sinners like this terrible sinner who accept Christ. Because we are all sinners, our sins mean death, but Christ came and died in your place, in my place, in our place. Now, the final thought is this. How can I really embrace this thought, this, this gift? And we learn this over and over again. I believe you have heard sermons on salvation many times, even though after a while we assume as preachers that you know, so we don't talk about salvation too much. We may talk about uh, stewardship, we may talk about family life or other things which are important. But salvation, friends, must be a theme that is coming over and over again. Because if I'm not focused on this, and if I don't embrace this truth, I will never be saved. Now, there is a point here. It is by faith I accept this salvation. Even the faith is a gift of God. But there must be a faith which is different from the faith of the demons. Demons believe in God. But they are trembling. I don't want to have that faith. While the true faith, the saving faith, yes, accepts God mentally. God exists. God is there. But at the same time, embraces God's gift of salvation. The saving faith has at least two main components. First, I confess my sins and I receive forgiveness from God because of Christ. And I must do that every day because I might sin by a thought, by a, a jest, by a, an attitude, by an action. So it is very important that we confess our sins and we receive that forgiveness which is promised by the Lord. But the, the, the next main part of this faith is what happens from this moment, moment on. Christ has power not only to forgive our sins, but to help us overcome our sins. Friends, this is the part many people in the Christian world, they don't talk about. 
they might enjoy a life where the joy of forgiveness, you know, is somehow expected, but the joy of overcoming bad habits, vices, sins, temperament, defects of character, bad behavior is not part of their religion. Harry was not only forgiven. He was transformed. He was not only transformed into a ch true child of God. He became Christ's ambassador in that prison to be a blessing to others. This is the salvation, the true salvation. The true salvation I'm looking forward, the true salvation I would like you to experience this morning and every day of your life. Do you accept this gift of salvation? It's God's gift. It's not of yourselves. It's not of myself. myself. It's not from another human being. It's not a result of my good deeds. But friends, the moment I am forgiven and the moment I accept Christ as personal Savior, you'll see changes in my life. You'll not see me that bad man which I was years ago. You see the character of Christ in me. You see a nice attitude. You see, you'll see the love of God. Yes, you'll see good deeds. But these good deeds describe who I am. I'm not doing these good deeds in order to be saved. They are a result of my salvation. May God help us to understand this. And may God help us to experience this. Thank you for listening to today's message. We are always encouraged to know how God is working through this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share of how God is working in your life, please let us know by sending an email at podcast at savinggracesda.org. As the Holy Spirit impresses you, you may also support this ministry financially by visiting savinggracesda.org.